Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, Sherlyn, have you seen The Morning Show? Yeah. What about C? What about C? It's it's all right. I saw it. Have you seen Oprah's Book Club? I have not. I'm really looking forward to it. How about For All Mankind? Uh, I heard of it. Have you seen Snoopy in Space? I'm looking forward to watching it with my daughter. What about The Mandalorian? Are you looking forward to that? I don't know what that is. The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Is that it? High School Musical, The Musical, The Series. Wait, on Netflix? Yeah, no. Disney Plus. I love Zephron. Lady and the Tramp. No. Marvel Hero Project. Y- uh, what? Encore. No. Into the Unknown, the making of Frozen 2. Listen, have you seen Ho Gong Jin Huan Chuan? Hello, Internet. Begun the streaming wars have. And we're here to talk about it on the Engadget Podcast. I'm senior editor Devendra Hardwar. I'm reviews editor Sherlyn Lowe. Yeah, it's a content apocalypse over here. Apple TV Plus just launched last week. We're expecting Disney Plus soon. And uh, we finally got details about HBO Max. So let's talk about the insanity that's headed towards us when it comes to streaming content. First of all, RIP my wallet. (laughs) Just RIP. RIP, I mean, is it your wallet or is it the actual available time you have to watch any of this stuff? Listen, I will watch everything. I would just not sleep and watch. But like my poor bank account is already weeping and it's like, (laughs) you do not need Disney Plus, but I do. But you do. This is going to hit all of our wallets and pocketbooks and uh, I don't know, digital banks. Pocketbooks. Whatever, pocketbooks, yeah. Um, It's going to hit my Apple Pay card. Why are we seeing so many of these things now? And uh, what's going on? Why is everybody trying to do streaming right now? What do you think? Three words. Content is king. Mm. I've heard that before. Yeah. But what does that mean? It just means that I think companies are realizing that hardware is kind of reaching a point that is pretty good. And then the the war really is who can keep people locked into their uh, like environments and their playgrounds. And really it is entertainment and it's people people don't care about news anymore gotcha and i've also been wondering too like is this gonna be too much like i do think maybe price is one issue but literally just the available time that i have when i'm awake and not working or taking care of my baby or trying to spend time with my wife like there's so little time to just watch stuff uh it seems like we're reaching a tipping point so let's talk about apple tv plus because i think that's a really interesting example of where we're headed um it launched last week It is $5 a month. But I think for a lot of people, it's effectively free. Apple's giving away a year of service if you buy an Apple device uh, recently. Uh, I just picked up an iPhone 11 Pro, so I got service with that. Um, And it's interesting. You you can set it up with your whole family share service on Apple as well and share it with up to four other family members, I believe. Um, It's really easy to spread out access to this thing. What do you think about it, Sherlyn? What do you think is going on here with TV Plus? Listen, I... I would feel bad that I'm not about to buy an Apple device or product. But then I looked at the slate of products. I feel like they charge you extra because I'm sure Lynn's (laughs) Android fan. They're like, you like Google. I hear Uh you like Google. Here's our extra fee for that. Yes. No, the... 
I, I was feeling a little bit of FOMO, right? I mean, I know there's like a seven-day free trial, which I've tried this past week. But now that I've seen some of these shows, I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm not about to go like buy a, a pair of like AirPods or the Watch Series 5 just to get this sure, one-year sure. free. But it's, it's, a nice, it's a nice addition, it's a nice offer. I think, for that. Um, what's fascinating here is that Apple... They've been talking about building up TV Plus for a while. Uh, this isn't their first go at original content. There was, uh, what, Carpool Karaoke. There was uh, Planet, Planet of the Apps, yes. which I know you love. And uh, you really made friends over at Apple when you reviewed that, Charlene. They did not like my review. Good job. Good job. Um, but, you know, Apple Apple has tried original content, um, maybe more in the vein of, like, they were trying to make their own, like, cool little memeable YouTube shows and that's that kind of felt like they tried and failed at that. Now they're saying, let's just make TV. Let's make TV shows. So they hired a lot of Sony executives, a lot of people who've worked in the television space to produce what basically looks like premium TV content. We've got The Morning Show. We've got uh, For All Mankind. We've got C. Let me let me just tell you about C. Yes, Trillin. please. That is a show where the evil queen introduces herself completely nude, um, Proceeds to just uh, masturbate while talking to God uh, and uh, really laying out her whole evil philosophy of how, the world. That's a show. How graphic was it? Was it HBO level graphic? <laughs> it's not. It's not HBO level graphic, but it's certainly like okay. I wouldn't expect to see uh, what's going on here uh, on network TV. Uh, maybe not as explicit as HBO can be, but it's certainly implying that amount of uh, insanity. I get the sense that Apple TV Plus is trying to be like HBO. With all mm-hmm. this stuff, like, yes, high-end content, very good quality content, but at the same time with no ads mm-hmm. and also very, you know, kind of graphic. Kind of graphic. Um, yeah, I think initially we thought uh, Apple TV Plus would be filled with, like, a lot of, like, family-oriented G-rated stuff. But no, the, there there are a lot of people swearing all over the morning show. Uh, C is both very violent and brutal and uh, very explicit at times sexually. Uh, there, there's a lot going on. And yet you have Snoopy in space. You have Snoopy in space. You have Oprah's book club. You have the, uh, revival of the nineties cult classic ghost writer. Nicholas Cage? No. Oh. The kids, the kids and the ghosts that reads. I've never heard of this. <laughs> I have you heard of You did Nicolas not grow Cage. up in the U.S. in the nineties, Sherlyn. So you, you were not here for this insanity of the, the reading ghost. Uh, but yeah, it clearly, it seems like Apple TV plus is trying to be HBO. The, uh, the morning show feels like a reboot of the newsroom the Aaron Sorkin show which not many people liked but uh I think the idea of like taking from the from the headlines news kind of crafting it into a show um showing us the behind the scenes dynamic of a TV show that all feels very Sorkin-esque uh as the New York Times reviewer said like um the morning show feels like an Aaron Sorkin show without Aaron Sorkin so and the thing is like I love his stuff I love his shtick but he tends to make good characters he tends to write good banter I'm not really feeling any of that in the morning show. Um, it feels like it's trying really hard. And Apple TV Plus to me just feels like Apple TV 2. Like we 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 can do TV 2. We got it. Uh, C is very much a Game of Thrones ripoff. I feel like the thing I like the most is Dickinson, which is this really like a reverent take of uh, Emily Dickinson's life. It's a lot like Sofia Coppola's Mary Antoinette, where it's a period piece, but there's also modern music, uh, interesting visuals. Um, I like it, too, because I spent a large part of my life over at Amherst, Massachusetts, so it's really fun to see a lot of people say Amherst. Um, even I believe it's shot in upstate New York. I could tell. But the house looks a lot like the Emily Dickinson house. I spent a lot of time there just crawling around the floors, fixing people's computers, too. So that's my relationship in with Dickinson's Emily house? in Dickinson's house because it's a museum. So oh. there, there's like equipment, there's stuff there. So 
that's all that's all fun but basically i didn't come way too impressed i reviewed apple tv plus over at engadgets and uh i said it's fine it's fine it really does feel fine it feels like okay apple had to roll this thing out all over the world it didn't crash uh there's a lot of content there's a lot of like translation options too to like support different countries what do you think overall Charlotte? let me first of all tell you what clearly twitter thought because mm-hmm. i am the representative of the twitter people. sure everybody you're made, the twitter queen i know no, you're wearing a crown right now spend too much time on twitter yeah the initial reviews were all like oh poor jennifer aniston and reese witherspoon woke up to the reviews of the morning show <laughs> and then it was just like their faces looking devastated or something like that i mean i'm sure they're they're just fine with their with how much money they're getting from that show absolutely yeah. i mean here's the thing apple has the money and the clout to attract top talent like jennifer aniston reese witherspoon oprah winfrey steve grell sure steve grell steven spielberg who i don't know <laughs> Okay. He's he's doing the show. M Night Shyamalan. Uh, a lot, but yeah. but uh, one the the like smartest take I've found so far. Not the smartest, but one of the takes I've found so far. This that is clearly really not my sense, take. I see what you're doing here. Is my friend Alex over at Gizmodo? We can be friends, guys. Um, you know, it's it's less about the content and more about the experience. And Apple mm-hmm. TV Plus is, I mean, content can improve over time. You know, this isn't like their their final chance to prove that it can do anything. It can keep getting better. Um, the platform just needs a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Like just the fact that you and I were looking for titles just now and struggling <laughs> to find anything beyond the first seven. And there are only nine. There are nine shows and like one documentary right now. So there's not much. So I understand, but there's not a very helpful, friendly interface right now. And then, you know, we talked about this we alluded to this there's a lot of graphic content on one hand and then there's this family friendly kid stuff i'm not very sure what their parental controls are just yet in this app if you give your kid uh, access to your apple tv plus account are they going to be able to watch this queen masturbating that's a good on point seat? i've never i've never really played around with the parental controls in apple tv but that is a good thing i we hope you give sophia uh, access to your account one day and she's going to be like daddy what's this queen doing on c <laughs> Listen, she will she will be well acquainted with horror movies and everything. I mean, very very early. It'll be amazing. It's, uh, I'm a bad parent. I'm terrible. Horror movies um, are great. To you know, to that point, I actually do think the interface the interface itself is fine because it's wrapped into the uh, Apple TV app, which is an app on the Apple TV. Yo, dog, put your Apple TV in your Apple TV. Um, it's all there. Like that was the app that they launched back in May to like streamline what you're watching across. Other services uh, like Amazon, everything. I don't think Netflix is supported there. So that's a little weird. But it is streamlining your whole viewing process. So all the shows kind of appear along there. You could subscribe really easily when you go to the TV app. So I feel like that seamlessness is what Apple's going for. But yeah, I'm not super impressed by anything right now. So you're telling me that the interface is seamless if you have an Apple TV. If you have an Apple TV or if you have an iOS device like there the TV app is there like you just launch a TV app and you see these shows so I think that's pretty a lot of people are confused as to how you would access this and if you never launch that TV app then yeah you'll never quite see it on my Apple TV I did get an alert saying hey TV plus is available do you want to go check this out so there's that Uh, there is no way um, well actually no there is no app for Windows users there's no app for Android users right now unfortunately Uh, it's okay we're good yeah, you can watch TV Plus stuff on the web. So that's that, you know, Apple has basically siloed all that content off to other platforms that they don't love. Um, For the to, record, that's how I saw it. And then yeah. I watched it in Chrome. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's great. Like a, like a freaking peasant. Like a trilling. savage. <laughs> um, here, here's the thing. Like, I do think they've managed to get a lot of top talent, but... I feel like the big thing is creatives. They need more creative talent. J.J. Uh, Abrams famously did not 
agree to Apple's terms because Apple kind of wanted to lock him in, get some shows, but he wanted to have the freedom of making movies and making stuff outside of the Apple's thing. And even though they were paying him more than his current deals, he didn't go for it. And I feel like that's something Apple has to deal with. They got to give us a reason to watch these things. So how about Disney Plus? That is coming soon. And that feels like another beast entirely, right? It is seven bucks a month. It's a little more expensive, but it's not just nine shows. It is practically Disney's entire library of content, all their Marvel stuff, all their Star Wars stuff. Um, They've got a couple new shows coming right now. I feel like The Mandalorian, which is the Star Wars spinoff show, is the biggest one. There is a lot of content there. What's up with that? And does it even compare to Apple TV? It seems like they're trying to do very different things, right? Absolutely, it does compare to Apple TV. First of all, it sounds to me like it'll be available on a lot more platforms, right? Like you're not going to be an Apple stand mm-hmm. to have to, to be able to. Although it's only plus. launching in three countries, whereas Apple TV is like launch day one in. I'm pretty a lot, sure. A I'm lot. pretty sure Disney will come out some more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eventually, my thing is, I think Disney Plus is the death knell for Netflix. I think that it has a lot of content that it's removing from the Netflix platform, like all of my Avengers movies. All, <laughs> all of, the of your movies. Avengers movies. Literally That's how Sherlin mine. talks about it. They're all mine. Let me tell you, I took Sherlin to see Avengers Endgame. <laughs> no, you're and telling everyone this. <laughs> it, so I will fun. never bring Sherlin to another movie. I was, I was, was insane. I was crying and freaking out and practically, you know, peeing myself. Three hours. Three hours of this. So now with Disney Plus, you'll be able to do this uh, in the comfort of your own home. We already do, to be clear. There is that. But so you're saying it's the death knell for Netflix. I feel like, so here's the thing. Netflix um, was the company that kind of gave us streaming tech or at least showed us it was possible. Um, And it's funny. I feel like we almost take Netflix for granted now and everything they did. You know, when the DVD by mail thing started, a lot of people joked about that. We kind of found that hilarious, but it was clearly a better alternative to Blockbuster and everything they were doing. Fast forward 10 years later, they launched uh, Watch Instantly and the whole streaming thing. And it became very clear that this is what Netflix really wants to be. And then everybody just started chasing that. Um, but I think Netflix has the pioneers, um, you know, benefit there. Like they they were the first. They've raised a ton of money. They've got a lot of original content. You go to – when we go to Taiwan to go to Computex and I load up Netflix, like – there's still a ton of content there. They don't have to pay licensing on these things because they own it. So Netflix does seem too big to fail in this respect. But um, Disney and other companies had to partner with Netflix to get their content out there, right? So the Marvel stuff, even before uh, Marvel was a part of Disney, I guess. But the Marvel stuff was a really big thing for Netflix and a big thing for the Marvel side of things. And even though those shows never really tied into the cinematic universe, which is a damn shame, um, it was still it was still a big thing. But now it seems like Disney just wants it all in their own house, right? They're taking their toys, going home to their own app. And is it a good thing for Disney? Is it a good thing for consumers? I'm not quite sure yet. It sounds to me like the um, slate of movies or or originals coming to Disney Plus is a lot more interesting and promising than... (laughs) You mean uh, the live-action Lady and the Tramp remake? That sounds uh, interesting to you? You don't want to watch dogs kissing each other over spaghetti? Are the sure? world, according to Jeff Goldblum, which is also a National Geographic production. So that's just Jeff Goldblum bringing his just, like quirk. Every just like walking into a room. He's going to talk about Jurassic Park and <laughs> all the islands that he's, he's been just on. Gonna, he's going to start touching people and being Goldblum. weirdly sensual. He's yeah, he, he's he's a doll. He's great. Uh, but there's a lot of Marvel mm-hmm. titles too, right? All there's of the, a lot of Marvel titles. The, all of the standalone like TV the Falcon series. and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, which is a fascinating yes. name. For a show, because 
I, I don't know what's going on with Vision. I, I don't know there. What if, which oh. I think is a really fun thing. What's up? Uh, <laughs> what? I just died because Vision is my favorite Avenger. But... <laughs> he, uh, he's dead, Sherlin. I he's know, gone. but he he's can't gone. come back. Wanda he's... Vision. Wanda brought him back. God. The power of Disney Plus seems like the this residual Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff, but also Star Wars. The All the Clone Wars stuff. Um don't don't forget all the like the childhood movies that everyone loves. Yeah. So all Sophia is going to have to watch all of the Disney movies, no? So that's the power of Disney Plus. It is pure nostalgia bait. What about HBO Max? Now this was really interesting because we finally got some details about that, and uh, it really seems like so it's fifteen dollars a month. This is going to be the most expensive option, but pretty much the same price as HBO now. I was originally worried that it would be additional, like an additional thing on top of HBO Now. So I'd be paying that freaking company 30 bucks a month. But no, it turns out that uh, HBO Max is kind of replacing HBO Now. And it just seems like this is going to be the face of HBO moving forward. Um, Clearly, it seems like the company, they just want you to pay them directly. It seems like HBO's big move to kind of separate itself from cable and being a part of your cable bill and just be like, just pay us 15 bucks and we'll give you all the good stuff. Um, in the past, uh, with HBO Go, which is a separate streaming thing, that you get access to that through your cable subscription. And that was always very confusing, the difference between Go and Now. So AT&T customers are going to be getting uh, HBO Max as part of their subscription. Helpfully, uh, you know, AT&T owns HBO, so they, they can do this. This is, by the way, the whole danger of all these companies consolidating and putting all their stuff together because now they can use this as leverage against other companies. So we don't know, like Verizon Fios customers probably uh, may not immediately get access to HBO Max. What's up? AKA me, the poor little Fios cable oh, subscriber Oh my God, here, please don't. Complaining Sherlyn about... in her fancy apartment that overlooks Manhattan with a fiber connection. <laughs> Sherlyn lives in this castle in the sky and she just looks down on us all day. It is, it's depressing. I live with Jack in the Beanstalk. <laughs> but um, here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. I have HBO Go via my Fios Subscription and I went to your point about how HBO Now and HBO Go are so confusing. Now HBO Max is thrown into the mix. I thought when you tweeted that it's not an additional fee for HBO Now subscribers, I thought I wouldn't have paid extra stuff to mm-hmm. get HBO Max. And it turns out I might have to. You might have to. Well, it seems like the goal is to maybe get some of these cable subscribers to either subscribe to another service and basically pay HBO twice or. They don't care if they unsubscribe through HBO on the cable because then they can get uh, all the Max stuff. So, And what's coming to HBO Max, Sherlyn? Uh, I know Search Party is going to be coming there. They announced a Game of Thrones prequel, not the original prequel they had they we had they had talked about a couple of years ago. So they are getting some interesting content now too, and I think that's going to be compelling. I know all the Sesame Street stuff is moving over there, so that's a little uh, divisive. Because that's new Sesame Street episodes. PBS will still get access to shows like later eventually. But HBO is really showing us that Max seems to be the evolution of HBO, right? The whole HBO trying to be its own thing rather than this add-on to your cable service. I think that's a really smart thing for HBO to do, honestly, because as we're seeing all of these channels split off and do their own thing. I mean, CBS has all access. Which I subscribe to. Right. (laughs) And then, you know, both I think the CW, PBS, basically every channel star has their own app. And 
those aren't getting any traction because they just haven't invested in content the way I think HBO has and in like the pricing model that makes sense. And a lot of those, by the way, exist as channels in other streaming apps. So Stars, Cinemax, you could get those as a channel within the Apple TV app or yeah. on Amazon Prime. Prime Video yeah. or Hulu. So and... they're not building their own stuff. Exactly. It's the whole thing. Like they're not building a completely different service. They're just trying to, they just want people to pay to get their content. Yeah. But it seems like we're getting back to the world of very large cable bills and having too much to watch, right? Exactly. I, I will say, though, in an effort to, you know, save my bank account from that <laughs> RIP graveyard thing, um, I might not subscribe to HBO Max, even if HBO uh, Go doesn't give me access to that, because I've actually been pretty disappointed with my with my catalog on HBO Go as it stands. I mean, mm-hmm. there's only You're not so- watching Watchmen? I tisk, mean, tisk. of course, you know I don't. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Listen, here's, here's, You're watching the crappy CW superhero no, no, no. shows. Guess what I'm watching on HBO. Lay it out. Yeah. Guess what I'm watching on HBO. You're going you're gonna to shake your head so hard. Um, what is it? You're re-watching. Um, That's a good start. <laughs> you're re-watching Entourage. Uh, no, 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 not Entourage. I'm rewatching. I've, I mean, I've rewatched Sex and the City like seven times. That's a good show. And the Sex and the City movie too. The second movie. I at will. Least 13 I will. Times. I actually rewatched all of Sex and the City with my wife, so I will. It's a. It's a fun show to watch. I like the characters. Those here's, movies are a mess. And also, here's life. what I have not seen on HBO, despite it being there at my fingertips. I have refused to watch The Wire, and Six refused. Feet Under. Just refused. no. Just no. Yeah. These are good shows that HBO has, and then I'm disappointed at the content. I know. I'm just not. No, but listen. This is why I don't let Sherlyn review any entertainment and gadget because she Whoa, really? she just ref- she refuses to watch The Wire. Wow, no, that's that's how he forces me to enjoy <laughs> good content. Honestly, just be like cool. Six Feet Under is very much your jam. It is a fun, weird, darkly funny show. But okay, so HBO has this whole library of existing content that was always premium. That is kind of their deal. It does seem like okay, they can charge a little more. We have so many services now. We're gonna have so many to look forward to next year. Is this a good thing for consumers? Do you think like are we are we reaching like content bankruptcy at this point where people will just give up? I don't know. I don't want people to have to keep paying for everything like it was before, before Netflix made it easy to like get all your content in one place. Mm-hmm. And but the thing is like I feel like that's the way it's gonna be now. I mean, I currently subscribe to here's all the things I pay for. Netflix, Hulu. I mean, I guess Prime Hulu Video. With ads or without without ads. ads. I am yeah, premium. Without ads, yeah. Um and then but then there's also Prime Video, which I'm subscribed to via Amazon Prime. I use Play Movies whenever I find like a gap in my you catalog. You use what? Google Play Movies. I've never heard of this. Wow, you're terrible. Wow. Oh, like, you know, Fringe? I was watching Fringe. <laughs> oh, my. Fa- okay, listen, my favorite sci fi TV show of all time is Fringe. Every time Charlotte says this, I have to like step outside of the room and just laugh for five minutes. Why? Anyway. It's a fun show. It's fine. I was watching it on some platform recently, and then there were like a couple, like seven episodes missing from the first season, and I couldn't find them. So I went to Google Play TV or movies, searched for Fringe, and bought them per episode. $2 an episode. Love it. Just just splashed all of that money down. But okay, yeah. so 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 occasionally I'll use Play Movies, which by the way, Google also gives you free credit if you fill out surveys, and then you accumulate <laughs> it enough to then... Yeah, for that's, a movie. that's very nice. That's very nice. Google has to remind people they offer this stuff. Yeah, for sure. I mean, listen, <laughs> it's free movies. Um, and then it's I'm also movies. on HBO through my my cable. I mean, I I have like a huge cable subscription. Yeah, yeah. So. so, and this seems like the problem for everybody, right? I have Netflix. I have Hulu without ads, so extra costs there. Amazon Prime. I'm paying for YouTube Premium, you which are. is fifteen dollars a month, I believe. Like it is, it's expensive. What? But but I watch so much. I watch so much YouTube stuff. 
Like that's the thing. And that's all the thing all these scripted shows have to really fight against. It's like I wa- I love watching Strictly Dumpling. I love I love watching like we- fun YouTubers and the content they're producing. Um, you're giving me a look. You don't like Strictly Dumpling? I, He's a guy who goes around the world and just eats. That is literally your dream job, Sherlyn. Like, no, that's not my dream job. Yeah. I like dumplings. I don't want to make it my job. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. I think that like there's a lot of free content out there uh, that people don't even have to pay for. I mean, we've not like even talked about what young people like me watch, right? Like, for example... Um, Sherlyn's you're gonna nose laugh. just grew 10 inches? You're gonna, first of all, you're going to laugh at this because... Uh-huh. Listen, I will raise a flag for Snap Originals on Snapchat. (sighs) I think Snap's biggest problem is that their app is just so off-putting to so many people that, like, hiding their content within their app, I don't know if that's going to work for them. But Snap Mm -hmm. did manage to attract a lot of big, like, channels like ESPN, NBC to come and make— Got to get the youths. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're like, Snap has this young millennial or younger than millennial audience that people— really want to market to and so you've got e also has their shows on there and snap's whole thing is they're doing vertical video because that's how people are holding their phones listen to the listen to the titles here and tell me what the audience for these shows are okay uh-huh. hashtag van life bringing up baby which is who, who is baby you remember that catch me outside girl oh my god that's that's bad baby uh-huh growing up is a drag um and uh, the Dead Girls Detective Agency. Denton's this all sounds great. Date. And you're, you're watching how long are these episodes? Like you're sitting there just holding your so, phone? So no, exactly. Because you're holding your phone. These can't be very long. Yeah. So each episode is about like maybe five minutes with like <laughs> one ad. So it's not like the, uh-huh. it's not meant to go head to head with like your typical 40 minute, you know, show. But okay, then let's not forget there's others uh, competitors in the space like Facebook Watch. Have you heard of the Red Table? I'm not convinced Facebook Watch is a real thing. I feel like Facebook Watch is a fever dream that people talk about, like the boogeyman or something, like the Babadook. It's Facebook Watch. I I I am not. I'm I'm a media reporter. I don't know. I still don't quite know how to watch Facebook Watch content. You, Is it, do you have Facebook? I do. Because a lot of people, I think, have just gotten rid of Facebook, which is the problem. Can I watch these on my TV? I, I don't I don't know. Here's the thing. I also don't care because they, they have not produced anything that sounds really interesting. Are you sure you don't want to watch Bill Murray and Brian Doyle Murray's extra innings? I love Bill Murray, but I will take his random weird Netflix stuff you, over Facebook. Are you sure you don't want to watch Humans of New York, the series? You know, our, I have our the Our producer book. Ben just threw up book. in his mouth a little. I have the book. I'm fine. I, I don't need to watch a Facebook show about this. And IGTV, that's like another. IGTV. Another, just try and be Snapchat. Even YouTube tried some of this stuff. And I guess YouTube's premium content was more along the lines of like the other streaming services. But even they gave up on it because nobody was paying for that. And now there's sort of like ad supported shows. So, it was. It's funny yeah. because we reported a while ago that Facebook was paying, what was it, like 600000 or or up to a million for per episode of these like original series and you know what i love facebook now give me a facebook watch show well are you jada pinkett smith because i think that's who the money went to Mm. correct me if i'm wrong okay but like you might not be interested in this content i get it dev uh you're more like an hbo guy meanwhile people like me fresh and young are on the youtubes watching people like jeffree star watching people like pewdiepie i guess i pay for premium youtube okay like i want youtube without the ads yeah but i'm a youtube watcher young people (laughs) young people 
I don't. Young people don't have money to pay for things all the time. They don't、uh-huh. have like the money to add to their like monthly expenses. So no, I I will say that I I agree with you that one of the challenges to getting these. Producers to be on like more widespread、um, is that their platforms just aren't very accessible. They're like they don't have TV apps. You're right, but kids are don't have TVs. Kids who are living away from their parents, for example, they don't maybe have TVs. So they're watching things on their phones, on their tablets, on their laptops. You don't need a TV app.、Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I do wonder though. I wonder how much of this is accurate in terms of how kids actually watch stuff. You know, I have a lot of younger family members, and you're right. They don't watch. They tell me, "Oh, I, I don't watch movies. I don't watch TV shows. I、Proudly. just watch YouTube or something." But still, they're sitting there watching like freaking PewDiePie for an hour or something. Like that's long form content. I do wonder if the strategy of making these bite sized shows is really the thing. Is is the future just PewDiePie? Like he he will just take over the world. The future is Twitch versus Mixer. The future is Ninja <laughs> on Mixer. Mixer. The future is all the people that will that will stream them playing games、yeah. or eating food and people just tuning in. Right, for because、free. people people don't. I, I think that's the main thing. People don't care about scripted content. Certainly, kids don't care about scripted content as much as just like watching your favorite, you know, YouTuber go eat stuff, watching people play games, and、uh, you know, somebody who loves,、uh, you know, scripted movies and TV shows. I feel like this is a little sad, but I, is that it? I just have to put the very, very, very cold reality here for you: is that Devendra, a kid who's watching these things, who's like 15 years old, compared to you, who's going to、uh-huh. last longer? I mean, I can I can totally take out that fifteen year old. <laughs> Not in a ring, but just in general, right? Kids are going to take over the world. the The future sure, generation sure. is going to we're going to die. They're going to be the next. They're going to be the next content makers. You're right. There's so much self produced content out there now, so people are just watching YouTube stuff. But people can produce their own content now, and that's where TikTok comes in and like what that is. And to me, that seems more compelling to to the youth.、Uh, but I do wonder. We're right now seeing the balance between like people just sitting watching other people do things, and the a bit the availability of people to actually produce their own content is there. I wonder how many people are to actually taking advantage of that.、Uh, that's a whole thing. We have we have to like really dive deep into that. But that really seems like the future compared to Facebook Watch or something. All right. So Sherlyn, are you are you excited about these upcoming streaming wars, or are you? I feel like I'm already tired. But how about you? As young as I like to think I am. I am really not into like that streaming life, that like hashtag stream life. No, I I would stream because I'm narcissistic AF, and another young person lingo. But I cannot, I just can't watch someone play games for hours on end. That's、mm-hmm. just not my style. And I'm still here for original scripted content that's of high quality. And I and I think that's the best thing that these streaming wars are going to bring for us is that it's forcing these providers into competition and into making better and better content for us. And that's the Best thing that can come out of it, and for that, I will gladly pay. It does seem like、um, the big problem is not so much cost. The big problem is just there's too much to watch. And I think what what I've noticed in my habits is I have my primary streaming services, so I'll always have Netflix. I'll probably pretty much always have Hulu because I do like a lot of those shows.、Um, Amazon Prime is the thing I can't live without. As much as I hate Amazon, so that's that's just a sad state of the world we're living in. But I, when Star Trek Discovery is on, I'll subscribe to CBS All Access, and then when it's done, I'll I'll cancel. And I think that flexibility of being able to pick and choose when you're going to subscribe to these things is certainly much easier than like calling your cable provider, removing HBO from your subscription, waiting for that whole thing to run through. You have more control as a consumer. So even though there there are a lot of more things nickel and diming us, 
at least we have control over how we're experiencing those. Um, so I'm looking, yeah, people are going to have a lot of secondary services too. Maybe Disney Plus will be a primary one since it's seven bucks a month. Apple TV Plus is just like a given. Um, but everything else, HBO Max, people may just do that on and off, I, I'd figure. I'd say that's our pro tip, right? Like, you remember, you can suspend these subscriptions. You can suspend them when you don't need them, when it's the summer and you're going off tripping all over the place. Mm-hmm. You can also, and right now, you can also still share accounts with some people, although that is that is another thing, too. Like, these all these services have realized, like, oh, man, people are just sharing logins, and that is cutting into our bottom line. So it is getting harder to maybe share an account with somebody. And uh, I'm all for, I think password sharing is almost even a better alternative than the worst alternative, the darkest timeline version of this, Uh which is pirating, right? Like torrenting. You're just going to go and look for an illegal version online because it could be. Yeah. Because like, I mean, listen, when I was a lot younger, (sighs) living in a lawless state may or may not have found alternative means to watch in, you know, we all did. Listen, we all made content mistakes. Trying really hard not to get myself in trouble here. (laughs) The FBI is watching you. I, I see your point, too. I do. Uh, let me just say, in my in my travels around the Internet, I, I still occasionally see people just pirating Netflix shows. I've recently yeah. seen a report that said that this is going to give rise to piracy again, because like when the when Netflix happened, when Hulu happened, uh, they actually saw piracy drop, mm-hmm. which is bad news for the torrent people. But because, because it was content that was very pretty cheap and easily available. Exactly. Right? So it was easier than doing piracy. Um Here's the thing. Uh, the the ability to torrent things has not gotten much better over the past couple of years. Like, it's still kind of annoying. You still have to go find these things. A lot of the big torrent sites like Pirate Bay are being cracked down on by, you know, all the federal agencies. My so favorite. Your favorite. Let's uh, – mm, let's uh, – no. That's not our favorite. We, I, mean, I mean my favorite uh, to t- take down. To take down. Yeah. You were there to get away from there, to exactly, learn how to exactly. yeah leave the – yeah, uh, ban spying. it from your web browser. Exactly. Um, all those things, it's hard. It's hard to chase down torrents. It's hard to chase down like what's real. I think it's just not worth the effort. I think people will just like stick with the content they know, the stuff that they could just hit a button and watch on YouTube or something. Like that seems that piracy could come back, but it's eh. not worth the effort. It's a privileged thing you say because you have money. You are older and you have money. Whereas people who are younger, scraping by, need money for food, will not will not find it that easy. Don't point that finger at me, Sherlyn. Instead, point to you're in gadget pick. Well, let's give up on these screaming wars. What do you? What is good in your life right now? Cake. Okay. Just <laughs> it's pretty simple. Just cake. I I I decided today to be very alternate and uh, pick my favorite Asian bakery chain. Okay. Hey, so I'm trying to make this as you know widely available as possible. So I didn't pick like New York only options. My two favorites are. Paris baguette because they have the best strawberry or fresh cream cake. I do really like Paris baguette. I yeah. love Paris baguette and they're worldwide. The other option is Tula Jus, also very widely available. I don't know if I'm saying their name right, but sure. Tula Jus, T O U S L E S J O U R S. And I go in there because they have like a really good mix of both savory and sweet uh, pastries, breads, and everything. Now it's my whole like thing to go to the Tula Jus in Koreatown every week to pick up a loaf of buttercream bread. And I have gone up to dress sizes. <laughs> Just so you know. Listen, you get a pack on the pounds for winter. You gotta, exactly. you gotta stay warm. That's exactly. how it goes. I don't think I really have a pick this uh, this week. Uh, watch Strictly Dumpling, which I mentioned. He's one of my favorite food bloggers. I think there's so many food bloggers, and I'm really interested in how these YouTubers are kind of 
developing their style and their voice. And he's just so much more interesting to watch than um, most food shows. How about how about I force you to pick your favorite Apple TV Plus show? God. Um, if my favorite one would be Dickinson, because it is new, it's interesting, um, it doesn't feel like they're literally just trying to make a show we've already seen before. So it's worth checking out the service just for that. That's it for our show today, you guys. Thank you for listening. Our music was created by Dale North, who's a gaming composer. You can find him on Spotify. Our outro music was made by managing editor Terrence O'Brien, and the podcast is produced by Ben Elman. You can find Devendra online at... At Devendra on Twitter, and I podcast about movies and TV at SlashFilm.com. You can also find me on this most recent episode of This Week in Tech, and that's at twit.tv. Go check that out, where I fight against some Mac fanboys. And if you want any dim sum recommendations in New York, you can hit me up on Twitter at Sherlyn Lowe. Please send us any questions or feedback at podcast at Engadget.com. And come back next week, because Devendra will be hosting on his own.